Good morning and welcome to Garden Talk on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. I'm Jay Thomas. We're back together again in the studio. Jill and Rick are here with me. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, beautiful morning. We're looking at some sunshine in Saskatoon where we are. Hopefully, you're waking up to a nice morning. Although, I'm seeing, like, did you have to scrape the windows this morning? I didn't have to scrape it, but I did turn my windshield wipers on and it was a bit thick. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, there was Nothing for you. There was was some frost, but lots of humidity on my front lawn, too. Right. Yeah. So, depending where you are, it can be a little touch frost. But that's no surprise. Really, we are looking at a pretty awesome. It's the middle of October. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was looking at the nighttime temperatures, and it said like five to seven degrees is the low for the week. Uh, nighttime temperatures. Yeah, so. I know. I know. Even the long range forecast is looking still pretty good. Fourteen day is. Um, I mean, that could change, right? But it could. I mean, it's still nighttime still temperatures seen- about. Two to three degrees lowest, right? Yeah. We're still seeing some twenties during the some, day. Some yeah. Fifteen to, fifteen to twenties during the day. So yeah, it's quite incredible for October. That's nice though, because we really have the fall color. I mean, sometimes in, in some areas we're past the fall colors where yeah. everything is actually, the leaves are all dropped. In other parts of the province, we've got the fall colors, colors. going right now. So to have some nice weather to enjoy that and get outside with it, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Well, in my annual containers, they lasted longer than they'd ever have. So it was mm. about a week. Well, the Thursday, before our last show that everything that we had that hard frost yeah, and yeah. everything kind of turned and I finally changed my fall decor over to pumpkins and and fall and some fall mums and put those into my containers and it's just crazy how how much some of those cold hardy plants they stand up to the weather and the cold weather yeah. as opposed to like the coleus and the potato vine and those types of things just melt completely yeah. <laughs> and these other plants they can they can withstand it and look good right up until the fall so yeah I finally like my neighbors they're always like Jill you always have such nice containers and there's been like a week and a half where there's been nothing there well, we, we, had, <laughs> we had right we have that minus six right That's, about a week yep. over, over a week ago and so that really knocked things down and so yeah, uh, yeah the colors right we we drove back from Kelowna and uh, we went down to Grand Forks and down the number three just mm. for some scenic route mm-hmm. and the colors were just incredible I bet you hey. know yeah the larches and all the aspens and that they're all different colors and so it was good yeah, it's nice to see. Very nice. And so, but we got home, and then we dug up all our fall bulbs. Okay, got our, got our our. Well, we dug up some of our candle lilies. Yeah, that, mom and I we were left. talking about dahlias yesterday. We dug up, dug up the dahlias. And how and to harvest them, and how to separate them, and how uh, to store them. Yeah, my so. wife was doing all that. I was putting up my deer fence, and mm. uh, I got a temporary deer fence. I put up, going to put it up around the yard this year, and uh, so I was busy working putting that up, and. Uh, and so, um, so to get ready for this, I, I can't take another winter like I did last winter. With yeah. the deer. You worked too hard on getting those trees in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. So, no kidding. Yep. So, I mean, I always say at this time of year, every uh, week that we get like this is one less week of winter. Oh, gosh. And, and I, that's, you know, that makes me pretty happy. Yep. So, anyways, let's go to the phone lines and the text lines. one 332 8255 Right now, we're going to get to the phones because uh, they get to go first. And waiting the longest on hold, the early birds here uh, are Larry and Brian. Brian's on the line here with us first in Saskatoon. Hi there, Brian. How are you? Uh, good, guys. Uh, I brought some garlic off you guys. I've never planted garlic before. Yep. And a couple of quick questions. Number one, do you plant them with the skin or without the skin? And number two, because I just rototilled up my garden and add some mulch to it, uh, the, the ground is fairly light. Do I compress the soil before I plant the garlic? No, no. Just uh, what you can do is if it's fairly light, just just plant them in there, just just and give them a good watering before at the you know like uh, after you plant them. And that's all you really need to do. Put some, if you want, you can put some bone meal in with them, you know, 
and okay. uh, that'll just help them get it get rooted out really nice. And other than that, uh, you can you can either take just take a put a clove in there, or because when you open them up, you can just leave the skin, or you can I just leave the skin, or you can if you want, you can take the outside skin, but otherwise, it's not really necessary. You can just leave the skin on there and just plant them in the ground, and uh, they'll start to root. And can I ask with, a quick question about mulch. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say to you. It says, now that we're getting to the middle of October, I suggest you mulch them so that it just gives them that little bit longer period of time that they can root in yet, okay, before wintertime. Okay, my uh, my neighbor, uh, I mulch up leaves and rotate them in the garden in the fall. Yep. My neighbor, he said he takes the leaves, he lets them compost in a bag for a year and adds them the next fall because he said if you add the freshly fallen leaves, uh, what they'll do in process of breaking down, they will actually take more nitrogen out of your soil than you're putting in. Yep. Does that ring yeah. true? Or? That's that's for most compost, if it's what is, especially green grass, right? It'll actually steal a lot of comp, lot, lot of nutrients out. So any compost, if you can make it so that you layer it, you know, so that you just don't put all a ton of leaves in. If you layer it between some leaves, some grass clippings, some a little bit of topsoil, some some uh, some sawdust, twigs. sawdust twigs, whatever you know, um, garden you know, food compost you know from vegetables in your you know potato peels, all that kind of stuff. If you layer it, you'll get a lot quicker. Especially if you put that little layer, just a just like a half an inch of topsoil in between the bacteria. That helps bacteria to to break it down way faster if you just pile a whole bunch of things on top just like all leaves or all grass or whatever it'll go way quicker and it'll be then now the microbes will build up inside that and now you'll have food way better food for your for your vegetable garden if you compost it yeah what do you mean by mulching up your garlic before you plant it um no no after you plant it mulch it like okay, uh, so, yes, so that you're 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 keeping the heat in the ground a little bit longer, so it can root even better. Who put mulch on the top of the soil? Yeah, on top of the soil after you plant it. Okay, thanks guys. Okay. All right, thanks yeah. Brian. Take care. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. We've got time for another call here. We're going to go to Osler right now and talk to Larry. Hi, Larry. Good morning. I have a neighbor who has a row of trees uh, along my garden, and they have, of course, the roots have come into the garden. I've dug a trench. 25 feet away from his trees, yep. and the roots are probably the top 12 inches. Can I spray them with Roundup? If, if as long as you sever them from the tree itself first, right? Right, so right. You, so you want to sever it from the tree itself, and then you can spray. You can spray what suckers up after their trench or toward your yard. Okay. All right. And what about putting uh, rock salt in the trench? Uh, rock salt will will help, but I mean the problem with rock salt is that you can contaminate the area around it, right? So I, I would just put a I just put a barrier in that trench so that it can't grow back into that area. So, so you got a trench that I dug anyways. Put some landscape fabric vertically, even a double layer of uh, Pro Five, like it's a heavy duty one, or put. Put a pressure plywood yep. or metal or whatever you know some tin. yeah plastic Pla- you know plastic plastic break down well if you put black plastic right it will it'll break down near the surface where there's light but underneath the ground it'll stay for a long time right but uh, that's why I like using the landscape fabric because it's it's rated for almost twenty years on top of the ground. All right, and if I use Roundup on the roots, will it kill the neighbor's trees? If you use it on the side of the trench where the tree is on, yes, you can. 
But remember, Roundup works when you, you spray it on the leaves of the plant. Yeah, if you not, could just spray it on the roots, it's not going to do anything. All right, great. Thanks okay. for your help. You bet. Take care, Larry. Just waiting patiently in less talk is Ron. Hi there, Ron. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How about you? Pretty great. good. Pretty good. I uh, got my question answered, but the first guy was garlic. But uh, a buddy of mine in Kelleher said his son-in-law got some plum trees that were suckered, yep. planted them at his place, and they will make plums? If, the, if they're suckering, most likely not. Oh. Okay, because what happens is that if they're suckering, they're coming from the rootstock, okay? And the okay. rootstock is mostly Prunus nigra, which is most of them are, are the hardy ones are grafted onto Prunus nigra, which is a wild plum. You'll get tiny little plums, but not very much, right? Not like the hybrid big plums that well, you see. He's got moose there, and they chewed up most of the little tree, but he said well, there was about four plums on it, but I didn't ask what size they yeah, were. Yeah, they were probably smaller if they were stuck, unless the, unless he planted the graft below the ground, right? Right. And and the, and they came up from they came oh, up out of the right. ground from from above, from above I, the graft, right? Yeah, I see what you mean, just yep. like an apple tree kind yes, of thing. Yes, exactly, same thing. And and you don't get the pictures if we send it there, eh? Yeah, we don't, we not, don't get pictures here. here. No, but no, but, but if you send it there, like like I've been gone for a week and a half, so I'll be back at the garden center and we'll be able to check those kind of things out as well. Oh, because I remember I told you I put a gorilla pumpkin patch out in the hayfield for me and the neighbor. Yes, and you said send a picture to see how it turned out. Okay, awesome. I did send a lineup of pictures. Well, thanks to lovely Leanne, she sent it because I don't have the technology. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's a picture there with mine. Mine worked out good. The neighbors, no, the grasshoppers went crazy on. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> some golf ball size ones. That's about it. So that means you won. Yeah, I won. I won. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we'll make sure we look at that tomorrow when we oh, get into the office. Okay, have a good one. Thanks, Thanks Ron. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. one We're going to keep going with the calls here right now. In Saskatoon, Doreen is here. and talks about Thistle. Is that correct, Doreen? Yes, it is. Yeah, what's going on with Thistle with you? Okay, well, I have uh, several garden plots on my acreage yep. and I didn't do a green crop this year I didn't plant uh, and I have a lot of thistle growing so my question is you know I've cut the tops off already there's no tops on them yep. that are seeded yep. but is there anything I can do just till them under and put the green crop in the, in the new year or next year or yeah, or, or, plant? or when you when you when you till it make sure you try to get as much root out as you can okay when you take it out and that's also important to be able to do that because they spread thistles spread by both seed and by also rhizome roots you know system so pulling out as much root as you can especially in in a garden you know um that otherwise, if like right now with the with the cold with the frost that we maybe have gotten that that the um, that your thistles may or not may not react to a like a chemical. So um, if you are going to use something like that, I'd probably use uh, it's called Weed Be Gone, which is an iron product. You know, it's uh, you could spray it and. Uh, but one thing about it is just actually in the garden, I would just I would just dig it up and grab some of the be- you know the deeper roots from it when, if you're tilling it up anyways, 
Just okay. go, with, go with the spade and dig up those roots in that area where you see they're all into a rosette stage right now. So kind of the, the biggest leaves are flat on the ground, right? So they're in a sort yeah. of what you call a rosette stage. So if you just go down, if you're going to till your garden up, turn your garden over anyways, just dig up those spots and turn it over and pull those roots out and toss them. Okay. Well, there's a, it's a pretty pretty large garden. It's a large garden, Yeah. That that'd be the best thing. It's uh, either that or, like I said, right now this time of the year, you're not the chemicals aren't going to work that great right now. So that would be your best bet to to go and um, just just. Uh, it's a lot of work, but I mean, if you don't want yeah. those thistles next year, uh, yeah. to go in there either that or you go in there when you have the green crop next year and just yeah. do some spot spraying. You know, of that we'd be gone right on the young thistle when they start coming up. And just spots, just take a little mister bottle and just go around and just give them a, a spray spot right on top of the plant rather than doing a general spray, right? Because then you'll hurt, yeah. your, you'll hurt your green crop, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Or pull them out. Or, pull, or just keep at them and keep pulling them out. P- uh, keep pulling them out in the spring. And don't, okay. let, and don't let them go to seed. Okay, okay, okay. super. Yep. Well, best of luck with okay. that, Doreen. Thank you. Take care. You too. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Let's go to our text line. So we had a we talked a little bit about this to start the show, but garlic. This is from who? Pat on an acreage just outside of Saskatoon. I've put off planting garlic for the first time as the garden center said it was a little too warm. Can I plant it now? Absolutely. Do you have any hints? Get yeah, it in the ground. Now is the perfect time to plant it. You want to wait till your nighttime temperatures are sitting between that five to three degrees to Which start planting them. So is where we've got to now. Yeah, because then they're not going to be. Uh, rooted in far enough that they're going to start growing, but they're going to get in there, get rooted, and then go dormant for the mm. winter. And then I would suggest now mulching them so it gives them that little extra time to get rooted yet, and then they'll be great for next year. Okay. But same thing, like when you're buying garlic, when you're buying tulips, any of those things, remember, you have to buy those in the fall. You can buy a little bit yep. of garlic in the spring, but buy them in the fall, and usually like this time of year, everything goes on sale right now too. So if mm-hmm. you haven't yep. picked it up, pick it up now and get it in yeah, the garden. Yeah, all your bulbs, yeah, definitely yeah. will be on sale at all the garden centers so that you can Great time to put some tulips in yet. Lots of time. So yeah. it's still nice outside. Okay. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, this is from Jean, who's in Regina. At what temperature would you recommend covering newly planted rose bushes and raspberries for winter protection? The roses the roses are zone hardy, mainly the campfire series. Yeah, just wait until the ground starts to freeze. So, okay. Like I like to wait till probably around November 1st and 10th around there. Because uh, that's normally on the average, probably 10-year average for me. Around November 10th is when I can't do any more digging. Yeah, watch your mm-hmm. forecast as well, because sometimes we tend to get a heavy snowfall at the end of end of um, yeah, yeah. October. Do, so if you notice that we're going to get a heavy snowfall, make sure you get in there and do, mulch them before that. Ah, uh, okay, right. Yep. It's still, I mean, if if you're in a dry area just and you've turned your water off, just take some pails of water out for your evergreens and that. Yeah. Keep them moist because this warm weather is still, you know, help the plants are still <laughs> needing moisture. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't done that yet. Put to go out there and uh, give those, uh, especially spruce trees, evergreens, scotch pines, juniper cedars, all those kind of things. Give them their, give them their watering. Even if you have to haul some five-gallon pails out there, or hook up a tap that's not hooked up to a manifold. Turn your tap on and then water all your plants and turn your tap back off again. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to fire up a manifold where your underground sprinklers are blowing out again. But uh, but the, most people have a tap outside the house that's not hooked up to. You know, a, a, a sprinkler system. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Colleen texts us uh, from Saskatoon. Late in the season, our rhubarb plant was infected with black aphids. 
what can we do to prevent them next year? We also had a false sunflower full of red aphids. How do we prevent that again next year? So what do we do for that? Yeah, so with aphids, you got to get all, the first generation you have to get at. Because what happens is that aphids lay eggs in the fall. It's the only time they lay eggs. Otherwise, they're, and they're born pregnant. Okay? They're asexual. So they're born pregnant. So what happens is that when, they're, when the eggs hatch, they're, they're pregnant already. So then what happens is that um, they, they now start giving birth to other aphids. They don't lay eggs. They Thousands. Give birth. Yes. So you can imagine now if they do that, it doesn't take very many weeks to have multiple generations. Right. So as soon as the leaves pop out of the ground, the aphids will be there. Okay, so if you can get on top of that with a like an endol or an insecticidal soap, having or, a bottle of endol and making sure that you pick that up, like maybe even now in the fall and putting it in your toolkit, and so that you have it ready to go for yeah. the spring, that's the best thing. And they like to go on the new growth and also the buds. So that's where you're going to look is yeah. on that sort of new growth of those um, those rhubarb plants. Uh, it is a safe thing to use on some of your vegetable crops. Um, so you just want to make sure you're just watching that new growth as soon as you see that. Yeah. Spray it till dry so that the, the the spray is kind of getting into those little crevices. The nice thing about rhubarb is that yeah. the whole thing dies down to the ground yeah. in the winter. Yep. So when you go start in the spring, we, we are literally starting with little buds popping out of the, the ground, yes. right? Yeah. Like it's very easy to see when it's starting to grow. You Keep on top of it, right? Just see, start when, spraying. When those so, eggs hatch, when it's warm enough, when the sun is shining on those leaves, yeah. uh, and it's warm enough for actually the leaves to pop out of the ground, yeah. it's warm enough for the eggs to hatch. So how often does she have to spray? Well, one thing, they, usually I say a 10-day cycle with um, with a spray like Endel, because it does have that pyrethrin in it, which makes it work. Um, so 10-day cycle is what I would do, 10 to 14 days, um, just keeping an eye on it. But what I would honestly do is spray it to get down to a controllable level if you're seeing a lot of them, and then try and find some insects that will help you out. So get some ladybugs um, in your yard, attract ladybugs to your yard, or even some praying mantis. Praying okay, mantis, perfect. Yeah. It looks like Ken in Battleford might be having plants that aren't cooperating. Hi there, Ken. How are you? Yeah, fine. Thanks. <clears throat> yeah, excuse my throat. It's kind of scratchy. Uh, calling about hollyhocks, I planted them in, inside in April and uh, even perennials, eh? Yep. And I put them out in May, and they never they grew big leaves, no stems, no flowers, or nothing, and that's the way they were. They get about maybe two hours of light a day because I kind of shaded on the south side, eh? That's that's exactly what's happening. Hollyhocks love the hot, hot sun, so in order for them to bloom, they're going to need uh, at least eight to ten hours of sunlight a day in order for eight, you to get blooms to on 10? them. Yeah, so move them to an area of a yard where you have more sunlight, and you're going to get more flowers. And did you start them from seed? You said. Pardon me. Did you start them from seed? Yes, I thought it would be in the house, yes. So, so sometimes also your, your perennials will actually not, sometimes they'll bloom, not all the time, but sometimes they'll not bloom, depending when you started them inside, they won't bloom until the following year, okay? Okay. Well, that, what will I do with these? Keep them in the, uh, cut the leaves off? or What I'd probably do is uh, you can either dig them up with a root ball and, uh, and move them into a proper area in, right now, or you can do that in the spring. But hollyhocks will die back down to the ground every year. So you, as soon as the leaves get hit by that frost, you can cut them right back down to the soil level. But they're, they, are, they are hardy, so they'll be a fine outside. If you want to protect them a bit, you could mulch them a bit, and that'll help them even, even as well, especially if you move them this fall. Just mulch them, mulch them for the first winter, and then that'll help them get started quicker in the spring. So, what, excuse me, what will happen to uh, them if I left them there now? Will they 
do the same thing next year? They'll probably do the same thing next year. If you say you only have two hours of sunlight in that area, it's just not enough sunlight nope. for them to bloom. Okay. Um, if, if they have no seeds, uh, if I scattered seeds around there, uh, around there, well, I have to cover it easy. Just leave them like the natural way to have them dropping. I would just maybe work them into like the top inch of the soil. That would probably be fine. Um, but no, you don't have to cover those seeds at all. They'll be fine. They're very tough and hardy. Yep. Yeah. And I just wondering, is it too late to plant uh, bulbs now? Tulips? Nope. Yeah. It's a perfect time, perfect time, actually. Yep. Yeah. Right now? Yep. Right now, get them in the ground. They'll just have enough time to root for a few weeks, and then they'll be ready to go for spring. Oh, very good. I thank you kindly. You're welcome. Thanks, Ken. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. one 877 Okay, over to the text line. This is from Colleen, who's in Saskatoon. Good morning. When should I overseed my lawn? Is it too early with this warmer weather we're experiencing? Yeah, I know the, the temperature now, even the grass is not really growing that much right no. now. Um, I know that I cut my grass before I went away to Kelowna, but came back and it really hadn't grown at yeah, all. So I, I cut it last weekend, yeah. and I'm going to do it one more time just to mostly pick so, up the leaves today, so, but I don't think it's grown. So you could definitely now, um, you could overseed right now, and not a problem. I don't think it'll, it shouldn't germinate, and uh, you'll be fine. The nighttime temperatures are cool enough that it'll keep it from germinating. Okay. Darcy from North Battleford was wondering if I can trim my Cotoneaster hedge this fall. I usually do it in the spring, but I'm always pressed for time then. Yep. They just, uh, uh, you know, basically the... the Sorry, they just lost their leaves the other day is what uh, he if said lost in the text. Their, if they've lost their leaves, then you can give them a pruning. Not, you can do that now. Okay, so go for, it. go for it. Now or the spring, it's going to yep. be fine. It doesn't matter. Good. Uh, Derek in Yorkton, we grew some lemongrass this year, and it turned out great. What now? <laughs> should I or could we try to bring it into the house or the garage for winter? And how should we harvest it so it's, you know, keep the, keep the plant going is the question, I guess. Uh, absolutely. You can definitely bring it indoors. It is not hardy here. It's lemongrass is about a zone five, six, um, perennial down in some climates down in the, in the south. So when you bring it in, you want to put it in a hot, sunny window. Um, so a south or west facing window is best and reduce your watering on it. You don't want to be watering it the same in the winter because you want it to not actively be growing. So treat it kind of like how you would if you brought a geranium in and you wanted a geranium to go dormant in the winter time so just adding a little bit of water a couple times a month is all you need to do and it's not very much water and put it in a bright sunny location allow it to go dormant it's not going to look the greatest for the winter and then february start fertilizing again and watering okay his second question from derek in yorkton he has a wild plantain okay says it's taking over the garden can he use roundup on it hmm. what do we think i don't know you could grow a plantain here well, Roundup doesn't work that great on, the, on that plant. That's nope. the problem. So um, I can't remember now what chemical would work on that plantain, but Roundup doesn't, I don't know what it is about plantain, but Roundup doesn't really work on it. So that's okay. great. So there, you'd have to check, um, I'll have to do some research again about what chemical would work on the, on the plantain, but um, but I would most likely, I would try that iron product, that we begun iron product. Okay. That, that may work on it, uh, but I know that Roundup doesn't work that I great. I think that they're kind of like the portulaca where yeah, you have they, to pick them and get that root yeah, out. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard. It's hard for those uh, plantain as well, right? Yeah. So it's, okay. uh, out there, I can't remember what the chemical was for plantain. But, so Derek, send, a, send an email to uh, info at dutchgrowers.com yep. and then they can help you with that Absolutely. part of that question yep. with that. Uh, next text here is coming from Barry at Fishing Lake. So we talked about grass seed just a moment ago, but he wants to know if we should be watering it in. Yeah, we put that grass seed down that to overseed in the fall. Do you water it in or not really? 
you don't really need to. The only reason I, I like to make sure I do do is take a, a, a garden rake with the hard tongs, tang, tongs, tangs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even We're correct you. We're all looking. They're all laughing one. at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and tines. Okay, that's okay. The and then rake it so roughly so it gets so the seed gets in contact with the soil. That's probably the most important thing to do. Yeah, right. so that the wind doesn't come and take it away. Yeah. You want to get it and right then, down to the then soil. Then you get it down to the soil, and the birds don't pick it up either as well. So that's. Uh, but you can you can water it in because your grass could use the water anyways if it's dry. So. Right. Okay. All right. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. We're going to squeeze in one call here. We're going to go back to the hollyhocks thing we were talking about with Joe, who's in Prince Albert. Hi, Joe. What's your question for us? Well, good morning. I was listening to the last caller about hollyhocks yep. and. Uh, um, I had some that grew oh, eight, nine feet tall last year. They're gorgeous. I cut them down about two weeks ago, and they've already grown back about a foot or so. <laughs> They're um, a fast-growing plant, aren't they? Oh, they are. Um, I collected seeds both last year and this year. Yep. Just wanting to know, to propagate them, can I sprinkle those seeds in other areas in the fall, or should I wait until you, spring? You could do it now if you want to. You can do it now. If you're going to wait till spring with the hollyhock, I would actually seed them indoors Doors, to get yeah. them going a little bit more, um, okay. is what I would generally do. A lot of times with hollyhocks, you'll spread them. They'll, they'll kind of set their seeds in, in the in the fall. They'll fall down on the soil, and then they'll get they'll get rooted almost like a little bit like a bulb. They'll get yep. going a little bit in the fall, and then they'll, they'll take off in the spring again. So if oh. you want to, you can even try doing both. Sprinkle a little bit. Uh, this fall around the soil, yep. make sure you sort of work them into the soil so they get worked in, they don't blow away. And yep. then save a few of them and start them up in a tray indoors too. About the end of February. Yeah, end of February, March. Great. One uh, other quick question. I had my lawn aerated and I've taken it down a little bit, um, cut it, but I didn't pick up the mulch. Um, should I, uh, I was thinking about uh, 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 power raking. Yep. Should I do that in the fall, or should I just leave it alone until the spring? I would actually leave it alone until the spring because that that just protects the roots. You know, in case we don't get a, a you know a snow until Christmas. You know. Right. So yeah. that that's why I like doing that. It just gives that extra bit of mulch and just a protection for the for the roots of the grass. So if, do they don't. If they there's don't... any like thick thick layers of mulch on your grass, you might want to take that off so you don't get any mold though in yeah. the spring. Yeah. If, if you have yeah, if you have just cut cut blades of grass, you know, laying around, you definitely yeah. want to rake those up so that yeah, you don't get snow mold. Okay. Because okay. I do have the strips, you know, that have left of the mulch across the lawn, so it is. Quite thick. Yeah, if it's quite thick, you want to just just take a leaf rake, you know, or garden, you know, uh, grass yeah. rake, you know, and just rake those yeah. up, and yeah. then uh, put them in your compost, right? And then, um, uh, but otherwise, then yeah, if you leave them, you have a good chance of uh, of uh, doing two things. Mm-hmm. One is having the snow mold, but also attracting the voles to your yard. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and now I think would be a, a little okay time to overseed. Yep, not a problem. Great. Okay, okay, thanks again, you guys. You bet. Welcome. Thanks for listening, Joe. Take care. Bye. All right, this is from Jamie Husen Watson. Um, question about begonias. Still flowering and they're in a wishing well. I've never kept them before. I'm thinking that it might be nice to try it this year. Can you walk me through the steps of what I need to do to keep begonias over the winter? Okay, so begonias are susceptible to frost, so make sure you're bringing them indoors if you haven't already. Okay. Um, I'd usually cut them down about a third. Enjoy those blooms on them, wait for them to finish blooming, and then cut them down a third. And then you can do it one of two ways. You can keep them indoors in sort of bright, indirect light and water them just as 
and keep them as a house plant if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, keep trimming them throughout the winter because they're going to get a little bit long and lanky and that will keep them bushy. Um, or you can make them go dormant and you can uh, decrease your watering on them, let them die back down into the bulb. Most begonias which, are which I think is a the tuberous best, bulb. Best way just to give the bulbs a rest. Yeah, give the bulbs a rest, let them die back down to the bulb and then uh, just sort of you can either take the bulb out of the soil or you can just let, leave them in the soil and then start them up again in February. In, so yep. in February you pull them back up? Yep. Start watering, fertilizing. Gen- January, February, that's when you want to get the begonias ready so that they're blooming so that you can enjoy them longer next year, right? Right. And if we bring them inside, do we have to spray them first? Uh, yeah, begonias actually don't get bugs as much as some of the other plants, okay. but it is good to sort of rinse them off, wash them down, spray them, spray and, them down with some end. And if you're going to store them, you can put some bulb dust on them too, just to keep them so that they don't get fungals and different kind of things on them. It's as the well. funguses with the begonias more yeah. than anything. So having a little bit of copper spray or uh, a garden fungicide on yeah. hand sometimes helps. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. We've got uh, Tanya, who's in Saskatoon, wants to know about some lawn care. Hi there, Tanya. Good morning. We have Carl Forrester in our yard. Yep. And this is our second winter in this home. Last year, we didn't chop them down in the fall because we didn't really know what to do with them. So we cut them down in the spring because they really did kind of fall down from that weight of the snow over the winter. Some of them didn't really come back. When do we do this fall? Is it better to cut the Carl Forrester off in the winter, sorry, in the fall, or wait till spring? Wait till spring, because you want to enjoy okay. that grass sticking through the snow. It looks really great. Then you got to cut yeah. them right down to the ground, okay? It's important to go okay. right down to the ground in the spring. So as soon as the snow disappears, okay. and yeah. if you have some really old ones... Then what I like to do... Oh, my goodness, Dad. <laughs> what I like to do is I'll take my little torch out there, and I'll have a bucket of water ready sitting beside or the garden hose. And uh, right in the spring, early in the spring, I'll, I'll make sure that I cut them down first, okay, because I don't want a three-foot flame. I'll cut them right to the ground first, and then I'll take my torch and burn them. And then I'll let them burn, and then I'll, put, I'll douse them out with my water and soak them really good. And then that will just mimic nature when you have a grass fire. Have you ever seen grass after a grass fire? It yes, looks yes. It looks awesome and it rejuvenates it like crazy. Oh my gosh. So especially when well, it gets, I don't want to tell don't, don't. I don't want to tell my husband about the blowtorch. Yeah, I said, kids, uh, do not try this at home. Make sure you have a bucket on hand. Uh, make sure you clear yeah. any debris and, away. And, and cut it Lots off. Lots of disclaimers Cut it off with first because you don't want a three-foot, four-foot fire. You know, oh, my gosh. Right? He's going to be excited to hear about the and, blowtorch part. And, and, and also, you don't want to do that if you have mulch, okay? Okay, yeah. You don't want to, if, you don't, otherwise you got to clear the mulch away first before you light it up. Yeah, light, right. light all your mulch but on with fire. But with right. the Carl Forrester grass, they die back down to the ground every year. So getting rid of that debris, it just will let you have some fresh growth come yeah. up without all the old dead stuff in there. But you want to okay. enjoy that grass coming and waving in the wintertime. It look, getting gives the you, frost yeah. on gives it. you an extra uh, oh, character color for the wintertime. Yeah, I love it. And what about the ones that didn't come back? This, like, we did cut them down in the spring. I just don't think we cut them down far enough, honestly. We were a little bit gingerly cutting them down. But some didn't really come back. If they didn't come back so, at all, they probably won't, okay? If, there's, oh, if they're partially okay. there, then don't forget next year, you have to fertilize grass just like you would your grass on your lawn, okay? So don't forget, oh, you, have, okay. you, have, you have to give them some food as well. Okay. 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 Awesome. I love this. My favorite grass. So okay. I want to make sure we can nurture that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome Have a great day. Thanks a lot.
Bye-bye. one 877 We're going to get to a call here shortly, but we've got a couple texts we want to get uh, done in here as well if people have been waiting for these texts. Uh, is it too late to cut to the lawn one more time? Murray wants to know. No, nope. nope. if it's long, or if, it's, if it's too long, you want to get it down to that, you know, inch and three quarters around there range, and that's perfect. Okay, fall fertilizer, can we still put that on? Absolutely. Okay. How do you overwinter? As long as you can water it in, that's the big thing. Okay, okay. okay. How do you overwinter a Gerber daisy? Gerber daisy, similar to what we would do with uh, a geranium. So bring it indoors, put it in a bright, sunny window, um, and then you can decrease watering and just sort of keep keep the crown alive um, or you can let it grow as a plant it's not going to bloom very much in the winter and then let it bloom and fertilize start in february okay dawn and regina wondering if i can still plant a shrub like a juniper or if it's too late in the year for that no right away i'll do it right all the way until right up to freeze up make sure you water them in heavy right up until the ground freezes okay um irene in martinsville good morning can you plant onion sets or seeds this fall is it possible to move strawberries so we'll yeah. talk about onions first onion it's that's better to do in the spring. Okay. Okay. Wait uh, for that. Because if you don't get a good snow cover, they'll, they'll just rot in the ground. And what was the other one? Strawberries. I Strawberries. Would leave so them pot and... to a garden so they have a strawberry patch in the garden. Can you do that now? Or yep. Yes. Do it yeah, now. Move them now. But if you're going to be doing transplanting to another place in the yard, I would do that in the spring. Yeah. Or, or but if in a pot, you have to move in, into the ground now. In the pot, put them in the ground. Put yes. them in the ground now and then mulch them. Yes. Okay. For the, for, for the wintertime. Okay, we've got a couple minutes here. I'll see if we can get uh, Helen's call on and answered with us. Hi there, Helen. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I was just wondering, can a person prune the apple tree now, even though it's got uh, some leaves on it? If if they're still really green, you could prune them now, but I would wait for another two weeks and then prune them. Because the the, the leaves are yellow on it already. If they're yellow, you can prune them. You can? Yep. Okay. And the winter for fertilizer, like in the store you can buy... Uh, for uh, fall fertilizer, is that the right one to put on the lawn? Yep, that's perfect. It is uh, okay. Yep. And uh, mock orange, the do you usually trim it? I just tri- it- I just trim it uh, just to make it so to shape it a bit, mm-hmm. and also take any dead wood out, of, any dead branches out of the middle, because a lot of times uh, the mock orange will have some. They'll they'll last for a bunch of years, and they'll they'll have some branches that'll just die up. Oh, yes, 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 I know, I just, I just see that, yeah. Just clean those ones out. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, that's about all. Thank you. Thanks, Helen. Thanks, Take Helen. care. Oh, I was going to ask you, garlic. I heard the subject of garlic. Yep. Do I plant, which one is better to plant? There's winter garlic and summer garlic. Isn't that some different garlics to plant in the fall? Yeah, well, right now, the garlics, you'll see that the, 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 in the garden centers were all the ones that you will you can plant in the fall right now, and, and they'll come up perfectly, and you have t- way better harvest next next year. They're the ones that have that uh, hard stem. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's the winter. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. That pretty much wraps it up for today. We've got a few texts to answer off the air. So as soon as we get done here, we'll get your text answered and we'll send you back a text. But thanks for joining us. Uh, enjoy that fall weather we got. It's still beautiful this coming up week. Water those plants Water in for, those the, plants for the fall, in. you know, Absolutely. and uh, one last trim of the lawn and we'll be good to go. That's what I'm doing today, too. Yep. So see you same time, same place next week. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick. You've been listening to Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.